0: Hi everyone and welcome to episode number 45 of Games Are Fun. My name is Luke and I'm your host and thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast that airs every Tuesday on all the major podcast services. It's available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Just search for Games Are Fun on whatever podcast service you use. If you're new to the show, Games Are Fun is a video game-centered podcast. I talk about what's going on in the gaming industry. I talk about major news that has been released in the last week. And I'm also sharing my experiences with video games from the past, What I'm currently playing, and what kind of games I'm looking forward to in the future. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about three different pieces. The first is Sony has finally allowed players to change their PSN names, so I'm going to give you guys the story behind that. Secondly, Nintendo might have accidentally leaked a stage builder mode that could be coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And third, Xbox Game Pass continues to surprise me by bringing awesome AAA titles To the platform each and every month. So I'm going to be talking about some new additions coming to Game Pass and just how excited I am for those titles. But before we get into all that, just a reminder that, like I said, the podcast airs every Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe whatever platform you're listening to on so you don't miss any future episodes. I did want to mention a couple things before we start talking about what we're going to be talking about on today's show. And the first is, in case you missed it, if you're a regular listener, I'm sure that you caught the episodes, but the last two episodes were really great. I had a couple of guests come on to the podcast and have some conversations about a couple different things. So if you go back to the last two episodes, uh, the first one being with Adam Beagle from levelgrindentertainment.com, he came on the show and we had a great discussion about the next generation of gaming and what we kind of think all the major parties are doing and what they're preparing for uh, moving into the next generation, right? So we talked about Google Stadia. We talked about Microsoft and their plans for xCloud and just kind of how streaming could be the future of video games and yeah, there's a really great conversation around that. So if you missed that, please, please go back and listen to that episode. So it's a solid one. And then secondly, last week's episode, I talked with longtime supporter of the show, Coleman Dean. He came over and we recorded an episode all about Battlefield. Uh, Coleman is a big Battlefield fan, as am I. So we wanted to do an episode that just talks about the franchise and also more currently talking about Battlefield 5 and maybe talking about some of the issues that ran into during its release. And then we branched off into talking about Firestorm the new Battle Royale mode for Battlefield 5. So if you if you missed those episodes, please go back. I, I mentioned at the beginning of this year that something that I wanted to do was bring more and more guests onto the podcast to kind of have great conversations about games. And so yeah, this is the third time I believe I've had a guest on this year. Uh, of course, we had Brian on last year, but that's something that I'm going to, I'm continuing to work on and having more people come on the show and share their opinions. Cause I know that listening to me talk each and every week can get a little bit boring or at least a little bit uh, tiring. So I want to continue to bring that fresh content for you guys. And speaking of that, this is kind of a request, uh, for anyone who may be interested in coming on the show. I'm looking for people that basically uh, know video games, that can hold a conversation about video games. It's a very laid-back show, if you've listened to it before. It is a podcast that we just basically talk about whatever we want to talk about as long as it's about games. Sometimes I center the show around news stories like I am today and other times I'm just talking about a specific video game or a specific franchise or a specific topic within the gaming industry. So if you are interested at all with that, please email me at the email address gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com and just Give me a little bit about yourself, your background in gaming, and maybe what you would like to talk about on the show. And then we can work out the logistics on finalizing a plan on having you come on and record an episode. So please do that. Please email me. Hit me up if you're interested in that. Uh, Second announcement real quick here. I have decided to remove the podcast from SoundCloud. Now, the reason being is I, when I started up the podcast, I initially used SoundCloud as kind of my host site for the podcast, and then I took that feed to branch it off onto you know those other platforms that were available. But since then, I've now uh, switched my hosting site to a different one. And The one that I'm currently switched to is free Whereas SoundCloud I actually had to play pay a monthly subscription to upload the the amount that I do each month and so it just doesn't make sense for me to continue paying that when I can do it essentially for free and The the plays and listens that happen on SoundCloud do not justify me Doing that SoundCloud is a great platform. I really like a lot of things about it but there's just the podcast is the and the analytics are telling me that no one's really listening to it on SoundCloud. So it doesn't make sense for me to continue to pay for that. Obviously, people stick to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Those are the, the major platforms and it's available on that. And I don't need to pay to put those on there. So, yeah, the, this is kind of the last episode that will be available on SoundCloud and then we're going to discontinue on there for the time being. If things change where I have the money to to pay for that monthly subscription to upload the podcast on SoundCloud, then I'll do that. But yeah, for for the time being, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah, let's get into today's show. Let's talk about some video games. Uh, I'm very excited about um, what's coming up in the next couple months for games. And so I did want to mention to you guys before we talk about Today's topics, there are some more more centered po- uh, episodes coming around. Uh, Days Gone is going to be releasing at the end of the month. Uh, April 26th, I believe, is the release date for that. And that's a game I'm definitely going to be picking up day one and trying to play as much as I can as possible to do a spoiler cast here on the... The podcast. And then secondly, uh, Rage 2 is coming out uh, next month. And I'm really pumped for Rage 2. So those are two games I'm looking forward to. So expect a lot of talk and conversation around those two titles specifically uh, in the coming weeks. Now let's start off with our first story, which is about Sony PSN name changes. So Kotaku.com has the article for us. Um, So starting today, sorry, this is from Brian Ashcraft from Kotaku. So starting today, you can finally change your PSN name. So uh, as first reported last fall, Sony is letting folks change their PSN names through their PS4 or web browser. The rollout, the rollout out, I think there's a typo there. The rollout out will happen later today. Blue is a simple walkthrough to explain the process. So the first change Change is free, but additional changes will cost $10 each time or $5 for PlayStation Plus members. However, not all PS4, PS3, Vita games will support the new ID. Um, and then there's basically a frequently asked questions uh, if you're looking at changing your name. it's very. This is obviously a very short news release, but I did want to mention it because it is something that PSN subscribers have wanted to do for such a long time. Xbox has obviously allowed you the capability of changing your gamer tag. Um, I believe they, at least they used to, I don't know if they still do, they did charge for a name change because um, I guess it's just a probably, like, I don't know why they would put a paywall behind it probably just to stop people from you know changing their name every couple hours or something like that because that could probably overload the servers in some sort of way and, and cause some issues and so I think that's why they put it behind the paywall and so it doesn't make it's not any surprise that PSN is doing the same thing um yeah we knew about this that it was finally coming and now it is available for all you people who might have the gamer tags that. Uh, you made when you were younger and want to change those now. Uh, So that's really good news. But what is unfortunate about this is the fact that you it's not going to be compatible with all games. I don't know if they have a list somewhere online that you can kind of look at, hey, these are the games that don't support name changes. But I mean, it's something it's giving people the opportunity who have wanted to change their names for a while to finally do that. And so yeah, I think it's great. But I just wanted to do my due diligence by giving a public service announcement for those people and those listeners who may not know that this is now available to them. So quick story, but just wanted to mention that. So now moving on to a second story of Nintendo possibly leaking a stage builder mode for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So polygon.com, Cass Marshall has the story for us. Nintendo posted an advertisement for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on its YouTube channel on Tuesday. In the video, a young boy unlocks Inkling, joins his friends, and proceeds to impress them, all with his brawling skills. Oh, there's also a Stage Builder menu icon. <laughs> so the menu option is visible at two seconds in a blink, and you'll miss it moment. It's a little blurry, but it's definitely and unmistakably an option that reads Stage Builder. So yeah, basically in this in-game menu if you pause at the two second mark on this video the in-game menu displays the option for of a stage builder in the bottom right hand corner that mode Uh, That mode has previously appeared in Super Smash Bros. Brawl and Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and allowed players to create their own custom stages using a variety of components. But it's not in the current version of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. The existence of Stage Builder and the return of Home Run mode were previously uncovered by data miners, but Nintendo hasn't officially announced the mode. The next Nintendo Direct would be a prime time to discuss the return of Stage Builder and Ultimate. Fans are hoping for Super Smash Bros announcements, including the release date of Persona 5's Joker. Now, thanks to a single frame of a video, they'll also be hoping to hear more about Ultimate's new mode. So this was something that was kind of all over the internet uh, when, you know, people were quick to point out the possible leak and it kind of just, the story blew up from there. And it's really cool. I mean, there's, it like the article mentions, if you do watch the video, it is blurry, but it, Definitely says stage builder. And I mean, this is not a new, not really a surprise. My speculation is there was so much content made for super smash brothers ultimate. There's so there's like a huge long list of things you can do in that game. And I believe that stage builder was something that was being worked on, but it wasn't, you know, primed and ready for release date. And so they pushed it back. They got the game out and then they took their time to finally patch that in at a later time. And so my guess is they're they're pretty much in the final stages of that and yeah, I it's it's hard to tell if it was intentional or not leaving that in there as a tease. I don't it's it's like it's it's all, it's really hard to tell because it's so obvious. It's like how could you miss that, right? But at the same time, these things do go miss sometimes and you know, I think it makes sense that they are probably going to Make an announcement for this when, like the article said, when they give a release date for the first DLC fighter, Joker, that's supposed to be coming for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So my guess is we're gonna get a Nintendo Direct maybe sometime this month. There's actually rumors that uh, April 11th they're supposed to be one that airs. Now that's not being confirmed or anything at the time of this recording, um, so it's possible that that was just a rumor and it got shot down by the time you listen to this, but. If there is a Nintendo Direct coming, it's very possible that Nintendo will spend some time talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and Joker's release date, and while they're doing that, they could also announce uh, the stage builder mode coming, and even that, they could also announce the next second DLC fighter that could be coming to the game. It's all speculation on my part, who knows what will happen, um, but they're, like this, this has got to be real. This is... Uh, an official Nintendo advertisement that was released on their YouTube channel. There's no way that this was faked in any sort of way. This isn't a 4chan leak. This is something that people just were able to to spot on the video. And so, yeah, it's pretty much all but confirmed so far. Uh, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I love Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I haven't played it a ton since probably, yeah, December, January And I'm looking forward to getting back in stage builder mode is definitely a mode that I'm interested in in coming back I love giving the the freedom to create things whether it is creating a custom character or creating a stage That's awesome. So I'm really looking forward to it. Once it finally comes I am definitely gonna go in there and build my own stages and then third story uh, before we talk about what games I've been playing is uh, game pass so Xbox Game Pass, as you guys know, is the subscription service available to players, uh, Xbox players. You basically pay a fee every single month, and you get access to hundreds of games on this this platform to download and play. Now, Game Pass, since its launch, has continued to release awesome AAA titles that are, you know, are are still currently quite expensive to go out and buy. Maybe with released within the last year, and they're coming to the service, and so. They they just each month they continue to blow me away with what titles are coming to the platform. So Adam Bankhurst over at IGN has an article uh, stating what games are going to be coming. So April's Xbox Game Pass editions will see such big titles as Monster Hunter World, Prey, and Life is Strange Two Episode Two. Join the ever expanding list of games available for subscribers to Microsoft Service. Um, announced by Xbox Wire. These games will become available on Xbox Game Pass throughout April and will be released in the following order. So we have Prey coming on April 11th, The Golf Club 2, April 11th, Monster Hunter World, April 18th, The Walking Dead and New Frontier, that's episode, uh, sorry, season three of The Walking Dead game, uh, that's April 18th, Life is Strange 2, episode 2, coming April 24th, and Resident Evil 5, coming April 25th. Monster Hunter World, in particular, is a huge addition for Xbox Game Pass as it is an an expansive game with a ton of content. Potentially, most importantly, however, is that it contains a huge multiplayer component that will hopefully see a ton of new hunters banding together to take down giant monsters. Microsoft also previously mentioned that player bases for older games put on the service increased by six times on average, which bodes well for Capcom's games. Um, doo, 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 doo. and then the article just kind of goes on to talk about Prey and Monster Hunter World and what those games offer so the reason why I wanted to share this and make it its own kind of thing is just to again really emphasize how awesome Xbox Game Pass services these are huge games as the article mentioned Monster Hunter World is a triple a title that did very very well last year it was released I believe last January January 2018th And so we're just over a year from release and it's essentially free, it's not free to play, but for a very, very low cost, you have access to that game as well as all these other great games coming to the platform. So moving into the next generation of gaming, I really think we're going to start seeing more and more of that kind of stuff happening. More AAA titles releasing on these kinds of services you know, even even day and date, right? The day of release also being available to play. Uh, currently, Xbox has their first party games available to play right when uh, they release. So we had Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon 4, State of Decay 2, Crackdown 3. Those were all games that when they released, they also released on Xbox Game Pass. And it would not surprise me if Microsoft started to take the stance of trying to get... Third-party developers releasing their games day and date. It's it seems like a, a bigger stretch for third parties to come in. I don't know how they how the money making works and the business around uh, that, how that works out and everything. But you know, it, it's very possible that in the year or two time, this is what Game Pass could look like or other subscription services. So it's really exciting. Do not. Sit on Xbox Game Pass. Please subscribe to it if you have an Xbox. It is you get so much value for the for how much you're paying. You know, especially in Canada, you look at a new release game is about eighty dollars. I'm sure Monster Hunter World has dropped uh, because it's, it's probably sitting closer between anywhere. I'm gonna guess between forty and sixty dollars somewhere in there. And to think that you could essentially pay for that game within you would be paying that within six months roughly. And you're also getting access to a ton of other games. It's not just Monster Hunter World. So yeah, this is great. And It really has me excited for what more games are going to be coming to the, the platform for the remainder of this year. So now I wanted to talk about what games I've been currently playing and share a little bit about that with you guys. I am going to leave this episode a little bit shorter this week just because the last two episodes were quite long. They were sitting at like an hour 20 each. And I've spoiled you guys with content, and so I wanted to just kind of, you know, obviously not miss my weekly episode, but I I didn't want to take a lot of time to to talk, um, mostly because I'm quite busy right now. Um, But I did still want to push out this episode for you guys. So let's talk about what I've been playing lately. So I currently uh, received from Amazon. I ordered physical copies of Battlefield 5, as well as Telltale's The Walking. Well, I guess it's not Telltale's anymore, but The Walking Dead. Uh, season four, the final season, has finally released, um, and so I haven't actually started The Walking Dead yet, but that's what I'm going to be playing and finishing off Clementine's story. I'm really excited to see how that unfolds and everything around that. And then, yeah, Battlefield Five is basically what I've been playing right now. So ever since Coleman did that episode last week with me, I decided to, you know, Battlefield Five had seen a significant price drop. It was only about 35 bucks now. And so I decided to finally pick it up. And yeah, I, I love it. It's more of Battlefield 1, which I really like. That being said, there are way more bugs in it than I remember Battlefield 1 having. I don't know what it is. I'm playing it on a PS4 Pro, like Slim, or sorry, a PS4 Slim, not a Pro. It's just your base console. And it's having a hard time Um, in certain areas, at least in my opinion. I think because I play so many different games across so many different platforms, it's really easy for me to be a bit of a critic and notice when things are rough around the edges. And so there's certain things within Battlefield 5 that are really sticking out to me. So the first thing I wanted to mention is there's a ton of weird buggy glitches when you're just playing multiplayer. Um, Things like shooting your players and enemies and then their bodies just like turning into rag dolls and flying across like 10 feet from where you had shot them the physics in that i don't know what's going on but with the game having released back in november and this still kind of happening has me very surprised now i don't know if it's just because it's pushing my ps4 to the limits but there's some technical issues like. When you load in certain multiplayer maps, there's texture pops that are coming up, um, or you know, draw distance, there's things kind of just trees popping up as you kind of get closer. In this day and age, this is stuff that is kind of unacceptable to me. I don't understand why in 2019 I am playing a AAA title like Battlefield 5, and there's still these little minor things. I know they're so minor and they don't really impact the gameplay at all, but really why do I play a game like God of War on the exact same PS4 and then have a game like Battlefield 5 with all these technical issues? So I understand why Battlefield 5 is not doing great in sales and had a difficult launch, right? It is, I'm having fun with it. I love the game, but I, I don't really find that excusable. I was also playing last night with some headphones on. I changed my sound settings to be specific to playing with headphones on. And it was really, really weird. Uh, I play head with headphones when playing like Battle Royales, like Apex Legends or PUBG or Fortnite. And even Call of Duty, just playing regular team deathmatch, uh, you know, a multiplayer shooter like that. I usually play headphones in so that I can hear, you know, what's happening in the environment around me. Footsteps of people possibly coming up behind me, where gunfire is coming from. I played last night in Battlefield Five, and... I only I now this is only with headphones it it sounds were coming from all over the place I would hear sounds coming from behind me and there was nobody behind me in fact there it would be like on the edge of a map so that there's no possible way there could be anybody behind me because that was uh, off the map essentially. And so I don't know if that's, they're trying to create this 3D environment of having the sounds of the echoes of the gunshots around, but that, I, it was actually legitimately pissing me off to the point where I'm like, I don't really want to play anymore because I just feel like I'm, I'm getting confused. I'm getting turned around. I keep thinking I'm hearing things and there, the noises uh, were not lining up with what I was seeing on the map. And so that was really frustrating. Other than that, I do enjoy the game, but it is definitely uh, a step down in my opinion from battlefield one so coleman if you're listening to this i wish we could have a more of a conversation because you are more experienced uh with battlefield you know I, i'm wondering if you have the same issues you, you should let me know because yeah this is uh i i'm sitting if i could rank the game out of 10 it's sitting at about a 7 out of 10 right now for me and if those things were fixed I would definitely be bumping it up. The, the Battlefield's great. I love Battlefield so much, and it's so unfortunate that these little technical issues are a part of the game. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. And then, secondly, I've been playing a game called Y2K, a postmodern RPG over on my Nintendo Switch. So, this game released earlier this year. It's an indie Uh, independent game and basically it takes inspiration for games like 90s rpgs like final fantasy um, earthbound you know the mother series and basically it's like if you were playing there's definitely a lot of inspiration behind mother and earthbound and um, but also with a weird twist of like those kinds of rpg elements you see in the final fantasy games And so it's basically set in the nineties, obviously, and you're in this small town and you're kind of encountering some supernatural events that are happening and that you're kind of becoming a part of. And so the game is pretty cool. Um, It's definitely a little rough around the edges. The voice acting is kind of off in my opinion. Um, The soundtrack and the the audio is a little weird. I've also encountered some bugs where my player would literally get stuck on the map and I had to reset my game. Um, And that happened a couple times. And this is after they had released some patches. I know when the game first released, it was also suffering from some long loading times. The loading times on the Switch are still a little long, but not as bad as what they used to be from what I'm hearing. So... Yeah, it's uh, it's a fun game, very interesting, very unique and original. So if you're interested in trying something new and don't really have, uh, you're not going to be a harsh critic on it. I, I do recommend checking that game out, especially if you like '90s RPG games. So that's been really really fun. And then what else? Um, that's really all I've been able to to devote my time to. Uh, life's been busy right now, so I haven't had as much time to play games. I am looking forward to... There's some three new additions to the NES. Um, NES online platform for Nintendo Switch subscribers. So the Super Super Mario Bros. 2, uh, the Lost Levels. Basically, that is Super Mario Bros. 2 from Japan. We know it as the Lost Levels here in North America. Uh, very different game than... the the numbered sequel that we saw here in North America. So I'm looking forward to trying that out. I've never played that version of Super Mario Brothers. So uh, (coughs) excuse me, I'm excited for that. And then uh, Punch-Out! is coming to. That's a great NES classic. I remember playing that. I went over. I think it's with my my grandma actually had a NES, and I believe she had that game. I remember playing it quite frequently when I'd go over to her house for visits, and so excited for that. And then there's a I think it's called Star Soldier or something like that. Don't quote me on that. Uh, just another kind of shoot 'em up, vertical shooter. So, yeah, there I'm really looking forward to, as mentioned, Days Gone coming at the end of the month. That's going to be a day one purchase for me. I know a lot of people are kind of skeptical about it. It's not necessarily the same level of hype around it as, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn or God of War, some of those other Sony first party exclusives. Um, But I'm, I'm pumped for it. It looks great. It looks like a game that I can really get behind. And so I'm looking forward to that that coming so you can definitely expect a spoiler cast for that episode and i I want now don't quote me i'm gonna i'm gonna make myself accountable by saying this on the podcast uh i do plan on making a youtube review for the game so with game footage and also doing a full review um in addition to me talking about it and doing a spoiler cast review on the podcast so please look forward to that um yeah, because there isn't a lot of hype going around that game, I want to, from what I've seen, I'm really impressed. So I want to give my impressions on that because I feel like a lot of people are judging it prematurely. And I I guess the argument could be made that I'm judging it. I don't, I haven't played it. I don't know what it's like, but neither do the the naysayers. So at any rate, I'm just trying to stay positive and that game looks really, really interesting to me. And I really want to create some content surrounding it. So Looking forward to that, but let's wrap up the show. Like I said, I wanted to keep this in a shorter episode. Uh, I've it was a lot for me to squeeze this episode in. Um, as you guys know, I do this uh, in, in my my free time. It is not. It is definitely a part time kind of project, and so I don't always get. Enough time set aside to record an episode each week. So, thank you for your understanding. But please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. If you're listening on iTunes, it would be really awesome if you could leave a review for the show. That goes such a long way if you just take the, a couple seconds to leave a review, positive or negative. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. Um, I'm always looking forward to constructive feedback. So, if you want to write into me, you can email me at gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought of the show. Um, if you had any comments about what I talked about on the show today, send them my way and we can have a discussion on it or even bring in a discussion to next week's episode. So that's the show this week. Thank you so much to everyone who tuned in and we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. See you later.